So in this episode of Investors and Operators, I sit down with Stephen Cook, Managing Partner of LFM Capital. Stephen, awesome to have you on here. I would love to know just kind of the high level of what is LFM, what do, what do you do there? And then we can rewind just to kind of hear your, your life story leading up to it. Yeah, sure. So LFM Capital is a fairly new private equity firm. We were founded in 2014. We're currently deploying our second fund. Uh, we invest in U.S. and Canadian manufacturing companies between $3 million and $15 million in EBITDA. And I would say our key differentiator is that, uh, honestly, first of all, that the, the firm is basically run by an operating partner, uh, and we have strong uh, operating skills at the partner level throughout the firm. So let's rewind. And, you know, where are you from? How did you get to where you're at? And, you know, what, what, was, what was the first job? Like, let's, let's, let's dive into some of these stories. Uh, I am from New York. I uh, grew up uh, just about an hour north of New York City, born in Long Island. Um, you know, I would say, if, if just looking at my upbringing, my dad uh, founded his own uh, electrical engineering company. Uh, I would say much more of a technical person than really a business person. Um, and so our family went from, uh, you know, pretty good wealth, I'd say upper middle class to uh, not so good wealth based on uh, kind of what was going on in, in, in his company. Um, literally, my mom, uh, when I was younger, went from uh, being a maid and I would go around and help her uh, clean homes uh, to we had a maid. Uh, and we went from uh, eating hot dogs multiple times in a week to having lobster. So it was definitely up and down. Oh, man. Uh, I would say uh, that kind of ultimately led me to decide that I wanted um, to go to a service academy. Um, you know, I, I definitely had a patriotic element to that, but a big part of that was also just guaranteeing that my education could be paid for. Uh, my sister is two years older. And at one point we, um, the family had to kind of pull her out of school for a semester just for financial reasons. So I just figured if, if we're struggling to get one through college, getting two through college is, is going to be a lot harder. Um, and so ended up uh, attending the Naval Academy uh, and earning an electrical engineering degree there, uh, same field as my father. Uh, and then when I graduated, I decided to go into aviation. Uh, so went through uh, flight school, uh, selected jets, and then ultimately uh, was a bombardier navigator on an A-6. Um, flew uh, the A-6 for four years off the USS America, and then did two years in a test squadron uh, in the middle of the Mojave Desert uh, before I got out of the service in 96. Uh, wow, I could ask a, a lot of questions on the family, the family business, everything, but let's let's keep on going, we, then we can rewind. Sure. Um, yeah, so when I got out of the service, uh, I, I knew I, I really didn't have a, a good sense of what I wanted to do outside the Navy. Our first child was born uh, when we were in the middle of the Mojave Desert. And so that was really the primary motivation to get out was I had spent uh, over 18 months out at sea on the USS America. Uh, there was one year where out of the 365 days, I was home for 37 days. Ironically, that was when we were trying to conceive. So you can imagine that didn't go <laughs> real well. Um, and so just uh, decided 
mostly for family reasons, you know, to get out. I, I absolutely love the flying. I love the people. I loved everything about the Navy except for the, the long deployments. Um, and so decided I want to go to graduate school. Um, really had no idea what, you know, where or how or why. I ended up taking the GMAT, uh, which is kind of like the SAT for business school. And honestly, really surprised myself. I did quite well on it. Uh, I took it uh, on an aircraft carrier with somebody chipping paint above me. Uh, so not, not the best environment in the world. Um, and I just decided to apply to the top five business schools. Um, and I, one of those was MIT Sloan. And they sent me a letter in the mail that said, hey, you look like a great candidate for this special program we ha have called Leaders for Manufacturing. And oh, by the way, it's a full scholarship with a stipend. And so coming out of the Navy, you can imagine I didn't have a lot of money saved up. And so getting paid to go to college seemed really attractive. Sound like a fantastic uh, idea. <laughs> yeah, great idea. And so uh, I ended up applying to that program and, and being admitted. It's about 48 students a year. Um, it's a dual degree program where you simultaneously earn a master's in engineering and an MBA. You spend about 18 months on campus and about six and a half months at one of the partner companies um, kind of trying to solve a real world problem for them. And you ultimately write a, a dual thesis on that problem that you help solve. Um, very intense academic program. I would say honestly, harder than my plebe year at the Naval Academy, which is a really high bar for suck. Um, and, you know, I would literally leave the apartment at seven in the morning, uh, get back at around 11 at night. At this point, we had two kids under two. Um, we literally went from living in a four bedroom house on a, on a Navy base on, an, on a, a golf course to a 700 square foot uh, center block apartment, uh, like 27th floor of a high rise. Uh, no dishwasher, no washing machine. Uh, to say that my wife was a saint uh, to stick with me through all that is an understatement. Oh, I hear you. Um, and uh, <laughs> we lived in 450 square feet uh, for 18 months with a, uh, a a newborn and my in-laws from China. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely can empathize. Um, and so, yeah, ultimately, uh, I really enjoyed. The, the schooling, uh, which was shocking because I had been out of school for seven years when I went back to school. I was really nervous about our, you know, am I going to remember calculus and some of these things that are important yeah. in engineering. Uh, ultimately graduated number one in my class uh, there at MIT. Um, and I decided to join Dell, uh, which uh, at the time, this was 98, you know, was like the top performing stock of the 90s. The company was growing like mad. And most importantly to me, uh, operations and, and supply chain and manufacturing were really a key part of their differentiation. Um, Dell at the time had a build to order manufacturing model, uh, a direct sales model, and was just absolutely killing it in the computer industry, literally making more than 100% of the profits for the entire computer industry. Um, and so joined Dell and, and had an unbelievable ride at Dell. I, I uh, was there for 11 years. I think I had six different jobs over those 11 years. I, I led a, a large uh, operation bringing up a new manufacturing plant. I led a redesign of Dell's supply chain and, and ultimately was awarded a patent on that supply chain. I was 
two years into Dell, uh, giving presentations to Michael Dell every month, which was definitely uh, just a huge, huge blessing. And uh, um, ultimately, they moved me to Nashville in 2004. I was plant manager for about a 2,400-person desktop manufacturing plant here in Nashville, also the senior executive for the campus. Uh, and then my last two years at Dell, I ran about an 800-person sales organization, a consumer business. Um, Dell, unfortunately, decided to outsource manufacturing. Uh, I am really passionate about U.S. manufacturing and how important manufacturing is to having a, a, just a foundation that you can build an economy on and really also driving um, less disequality, I guess, as far as wealth. Uh, manufacturing jobs can be good middle, you know, uh, yeah. middle income type jobs. And, and we need those types of jobs. Um, and so that's when I decided to leave the company. I was recruited away uh, to be COO of about a 300 person venture capital funded company, also very focused on manufacturing. I MFG. did that for about a year. Yeah, that was MFG.com. Uh, ultimately left that job uh, just both for family reasons and uh, just a, a disagreement with the, the CEO, um, kind of an ethical disagreement, honestly. Um, and then I, I, I found myself, uh, I was fortunate to be offered a job in private equity. And so in 2010, I started in a, in a small uh, private equity firm here in Nashville uh, called TVV Capital. Spent four years there. Um, and it was helpful in, in raising their third fund. Um, and through that process, got to know some LPs who reached, reached out to me confidentially and said that uh, they weren't going to invest in that fund. But if I was ever the managing partner of that firm or went off and did my own thing, that they'd like to invest in a big way. And so I thought I was going to stay there and, and ultimately kind of take over that firm. And just through negotiations with the owner of that firm, realized that he really wanted to turn it over to his son. Uh, and so ultimately left there uh, in uh, 2014 and, and founded LFM Capital. And uh, super fortunate to be able to um, pull a team together pretty quickly. Uh, those, those limited partners uh, ended up investing in our first fund and really being helpful to bring in other investors. And so our first fund uh, was $110 million. Uh, our second fund uh, we raised in 2018 I was $185 million. And uh, we currently have 10 companies in our portfolio. And I think we've done about 21 acquisitions, including add-ons. Uh, so it's, uh, it's been a great ride. What motivates you? Like what gets <clears throat> you going? Where, where it is, you, you've had this insanely successful career path. And I'm, I'm always curious to see, you know, like what is the driving force? Like, what is it, do you think growing up with, you know, being exposed to the family business, the ups and the downs, like how does that tie into kind of the path that you have taken and where you're at? It's ironic. Uh, so I think it led me to uh, originally, you know, to a very predictable, stable, you know, government job. And, you know, and then ultimately uh, I ended up going to a much larger company Dell and, and Dell, you know, was a high tech company, very exciting, but still very safe. Um, you know, if you look at my career trajectory, I've gone from, you know, the biggest organization in the world, the U.S. Navy, 
to Dell, which was 18,000 people when I got there and 80,000 when I left, you know, to a 300 person startup to, uh, you know, an eight person private equity firm, pretty clear line uh, getting smaller and smaller. And I, I think, you know, to get back to your original question, what motivates me is uh, I really love working with smaller teams. I love working with the LFM team. Uh, one of the things at uh, Dell, I went through a lot of training in both the Navy and at Dell on leadership and at hiring. And one of the classes at Dell, they taught us about the, the flight to China rule. And the, the rule is basically never hire anybody you wouldn't want to sit next to on a flight to I'm Asia. Uh, and, uh, you know, my philosophy at LFM is never hire anybody that I don't want to go on a week long vacation with. Yeah. And we actually do go on, you know, kind of mini vacations as a team. And it's a very, uh, I would say kind of family friendly culture and, you know, really try and make it a, a, a culture within the firm of, of, uh, it, where it's a fun place to come to work. Um, we go well, out to lunch your... you know, together three or four times a week. So. Well, speaking of your colleagues, uh, one of your colleagues gave me uh, a hint of a story that I should ask about, which is the tornado story. So yeah. that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy to happy to talk about it. So I would say this is definitely was a life changing event, um, you know, in a, in a big way that I'm motivated. I, I really like leading teams, um, but I would say uh, eventually got kind of burnt out from leading really big teams where there's just a lot more politics and bureaucracy. Um, but the tornado story is, is back in 2006. Uh, so we had been in Nashville at this time for about two years. When Dell moved me to Nashville in 2004, it was, hey, you're going to go up there for two years. This is a huge job, kind of a check in the block. And then you're going to move back to Austin, which is the mothership. And, you know, we'll be able to continue to grow your career. And, uh, Long story short, I, I had just returned from a vacation. Literally, it was, I think, my first or second day uh, back at work. Hadn't even unpacked the bags yet. And I was sitting in a, a meeting with uh, my VP of HR, um, who was a senior to me, uh, plus some other uh, key people on, on a conference call. And at the time, I carried two cell phones, or, uh, and, and my personal cell phone rang, which was pretty odd. And so I picked it up. And it was a good friend of ours named Connie, who is also a teacher at our, our two older kids' school. And she said, uh, you know, Steve, I'm freaking out. Uh, a tornado came to our area. I can't get hold of Shannon. She's not picking up her cell phone. I think a tornado might have hit your house. And, you know, growing up in the Northeast, I really didn't have a lot of familiarity with tornadoes. My belief was that, like, based, based on the news, that they really only impacted you know, small houses and trailers and things like that. Um, and I said, you know, Connie, my wife's cell phone is, is a one-way communication device. She never picks it up. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm worried. I'm not worried. I'm sure a tornado didn't hit my house. So I hung it up and I said, you know, to the people in the room, it's the weirdest phone call. Uh, and I kind of explained the phone call and the HRVP said, you should go home. And I said, no, nah, you know, no, nah, I'm, I'm sure it's nothing. And you know, fine, let's finish the meeting. And he said, no, you, you should go home. And I said, no, it's fine. He goes, I don't think you understand me. I'm senior to you. You should go home. And I said, oh, okay. And so I left the meeting and uh, I was kind of walking the hall. And, and ironically, my aunt and uncle were 
about, they just landed in Nashville. They were going to be driving to my plant for me to give them a plant tour. And then they were going to follow me to my house to, to have dinner and stay at our house. And so uh, I just was like, you know, I'm sure I'm going to leave. And then my aunt and uncle are going to show up here and it's going to just be a wild goose chase. So I wasn't sure what to do. And then all of a sudden I noticed that my, my, my personal cell phone had a voicemail, but it had never rang, which was really weird. And so I picked up the voicemail and it was my wife. And she said, Jackson and I are alive, but we have no earthly possessions. Come home as quickly as you can. That was her whole message. So I was like, I guess I better go home. Uh, so I jumped in my car. Uh, I let my leadership team uh, know what was going on. Uh, it was the longest drive in the world. Normally it would take about 20 minutes. Um, the tornado had kind of gone east to west uh, or west east. I was trying to go south to north. And I just couldn't get above the debris uh, line. Um, and, you know, cell towers were out and people were calling me. And my I was talking to my insurance company. It was just a huge blur. But um, literally, at one road, I was the last car to get over a bridge. And then they shut the, the highway down because a tractor trailer had kind of been picked up, spun around. The driver, uh, unfortunately, killed. Uh, and, and I, you know, that, that shut everything down. But I eventually got to my neighborhood. Uh, there were National Guardsmen at the neighborhood, never a good sign. Uh, I actually, when I was about a mile away from my house, I was kind of across a body of water between uh, me and the house. And I saw pieces of my children's uh, playscape. And I was just like, oh, this is not going to be good. Um, National Guard wouldn't let me in the neighborhood. And I said, look, my wife and, and four-year-old are, are in that house. You know, I'm getting there. And he said, look, I can't tell you what you can do on your neighbor's lawns, but you can't go on these roads. So I parked my car and jogged on my neighbor's lawns and got to the house. Um, and it was, uh, it was destroyed, uh, just as like I had been told. Um, but, but ironically, if I had to list the top five best things that are ever happened to me in my life, I would list this tornado, which just sounds absolutely crazy. And if my wife or child had been injured, it'd be a completely different story. Um, but I, I, uh, I would say, you know, coming out of the Navy, I kind of had, a, I guess, almost like an Iceman type of uh, kind of physical um, mask that I would wear. I don't think I was really connecting with the people on my teams and that were uh, reported to me. And I, and I really, uh, drove teams hard. I got great results. and, I, and Effective, I getting, but not emotionally available. Yeah, that's a great way to summarize it. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, this just shook me to my core. I, I, I'm very strong uh, kind of believer spiritually. And I truly believe that like God used this tornado to wake me up and realize, you know, that um, there's a lot more to life than uh, just getting results at work. I was working way more hours than I should have been, probably 80 hours a week at that point. Um, I was driving my teams harder than I should have. I had an infamous quote. Uh, the, the factory I was running was a, a building consumer desktops. And so as you can imagine, Christmas was a, a huge time of year for us. When we had a holiday party, we typically had it pretty early in the season because of the, the demand. And we, we had a huge backlog already at this time of year. 
And I actually asked the team, I said, look, can we force people that aren't planning to go to the Christmas party to come to work and run the factory? Um, and, and they were like, you know, are you sure that you even want to ask that question? It just seems kind of inhumane. Um, but, uh, you know, I, th I would say this tornado uh, just really opened my eyes to kind of the bigger picture about relationships and really how important my family is to me. Um, how important the relationships at work are. Uh, the Dell team uh, came out in force to help me through this very, very difficult time. Um, it almost, it was just unbelievable. I, you know, I, I, I spent, I was at the house probably till about 1 a.m. That, that first night. I couldn't sleep a lot. It was, we were sleeping in a neighbor's house with no power and there was no heat because there was no power. And I was probably back up at 6 a.m. I got to the house at 6 a.m. And, uh, you know, the Dell team, uh, it was a Saturday, you know, probably 20 people showed up. They had rented rental trucks. They actually stole Dell boxes and tape from my factory. And they boxed up like everything that could be salvaged um, by like one o'clock. Everything that could be salvaged from the house had been salvaged. They put it in a storage. Uh, and this is something I'll also never forget. I, I've always done a lot of volunteer work. I was just brought up believing that that's important. And at the time I was on the board for Middle Tennessee Boy Scouts. Um, and never in my life had I been on the receiving end of, of, of help. And I'll never forget these Cub Scouts uh, showed up at my house about noon the next day. Uh, they had made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, and uh, I hadn't eaten since noon the previous day. And I didn't even know I was hungry because I just had so much adrenaline going. And all of a sudden I see these, these kids in, in the Boy Scout uniform, a Cub Scout uniform, you know, giving me, uh, you know, giving me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And it was literally the best food I've ever had in my life. It was, it was just unbelievable. Uh, so. And that was that just was like awesome. another one of those reminders, like, wow, oh, yeah. what yeah, am I, I mean, doing in my life with my family, right. my community, who am I? What are my priorities? Yeah.